I'm so glad to have you here today because we're gonna talk about one of the things that always plagues me in my growth. Every time I start a business, every time I get moving, we start to build revenue, we start to really start dialing in our marketing, our messaging, and we're, and we're, we're starting to generate revenue. I always think about marketing. I always think about my sales process. I always think about my customer journey after they onboard and things like that. Those are the three things I love to think about. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> probably the one I neglect the most is the one, potentially the one you neglect the most, and that is a CFO. Oh, I don't know what it is, but every time I, I even start thinking about my taxes, my burden to the government, and and how do I write things off, and how do I do all these things, it is something I always put off. And maybe that's just me, uh, maybe it's you. But what I would love for you to do during this interview is, is understand the perspective from a CFO, from a fractional deliverer of CFO services, in our guest today, Rick Dahlside. He was a fantastic guest and his interview uh, kind of reawakened me to my need to be more serious about my my uh, accounting, be more serious about my, my preparedness to go out and raise some money, my preparedness to go to the bank and, and, and reestablish new lines of credit, things like that. Very, very hard to do those things without the proper person in your organization, even on a fractional level, that can help you speak that language, do that talk, and make things happen in a way that that the business owner needs or the operators of the business need to have happen. So welcome to this episode. And I know it's going to be impactful to you. I hope it's as impactful to you as it was to me. Um, when you are going through growth and scaling journeys in your business, this is an area you really shouldn't neglect. They will guide you. They will tell you where to put your time and energy, your resources, where you should focus. And, and they really are an amazing guide in your business to help get you to a more profitable uh, stage of your business in your growth and scaling journey. Welcome to the Growth and Scaling Podcast. This is your host, Todd Westra. And I am so glad you're here today because we are going to interview an amazing founder or executive who is going to share with us their decisions that they made that exploded their growth. So if you need some inspiration, you want to hear how other businesses are doing it, this is a place to be and we are glad you're here. Enjoy this episode. We are going to interview an amazing man today who has an amazing experience in growth and scaling. And we're going to, we're going to first find out who is this man? Rick, tell us who you are and what you do. My name is Rick Dahlside. I am a consulting CFO with PBO Advisory Group, which I've been doing for the last five years here in San Diego. Primarily, I get to work with nonprofit organizations, and I always feel like the ability to use my skills and experiences from the past to help organizations that are helping people or other good causes is just a great leveraging tool, and I get to multiply my effect on the world, and it's yeah. just uh, very gratifying. So, so fractional versus full-time, a lot of people are asking this about multiple roles. What have you found, like, your experience in coming in as a fractional participant and leadership in these organizations, what does that feel like? What, what kind of drives you to keep moving with that model? 
Oh, goodness. Great question. Uh, the pure adrenaline rush of helping people. And when you can come into an organization that hasn't seen a CFO and needs just some little help, maybe 10 hours a week kind of help, right. and you start just fitting out um, strategic initiatives or, or, or tactics that they can use to improve and you see them light up. It's like, okay, you're on the right track. You're using those abilities that you've cultivated over the years to help people. Uh, right. And I know that's just uh, very rewarding. So that fractional 100%. thing is, is really happening a lot into society today is especially with organizations that can't afford a six figure CFO, right. you know, they can maybe afford a portion of that and they right. don't need a full six figure CFO. They can do it on a, on a smaller budget. And that's where organizations like PBO advisory group can really help leverage an organization to scale. I love it. So how do you, how do you know? I mean, you know, a lot of people will launch their business. They kind of get growing and scaling and they've got a bookkeeper. Um, well, at what point do you know you need a CFO versus, hey, I'm, I'm kind of cool. Someone's helped me file my taxes and, and things are good. Well, Todd, it goes way beyond that. Um, you know, <laughs> it's usually when there's some kind of a problem that, that arises, like uh, the bank's asking for information that you just don't have the qualified staff to provide it for. Right. Um, there, there's opportunities that you can't take advantage of as an organization because you don't have this financial sophistication to help. Right. You've got to go out and raise capital. You know, how do you do that? You're, you're a business owner trying to run a business and you, you need to go out and ask people for money. How do I do that? And so this is where a CFO, a fractional yeah. CFO can come in and be very instrumental in helping you uh, obtain those objectives and reach your goals. I love it. Now, I, I also, I'm a huge fan of fractional services. I uh, Not only have I used fractional services, um, I've been providing kind of fractional outsourced services for about 15 years. And so I see the value. But, but what I love about what you do is coming in on a C-suite level really helps bring a level of professionalism that a lot of businesses are lacking. To your point, how do I raise money when I don't even know how to talk money talk? You know, there's, a, there's a almost a whole language there of of how they need to speak in order to attract the right investors. Right, and we all know from when our, we took our accounting classes that accounting is a language of business. Uh, some of us remember that from many years ago. Uh, but you know, whether, whether it's um, fractional CFO work or fractional uh, HR, like um, human capital right. consulting, which we also do, um, yeah. or marketing, there's a, yep. a wealth of information that's available out there and in today's gig economy, thanks to yeah. COVID and some other factors, we have a lot of people that are ready and willing and standing in the aisles to help. A lot more natural of a thing now after COVID, I think, than it was prior to COVID. Yeah, the whole brick and mortar world is kind of crumbling or been blown up. And now we're looking at right. what's new and exciting and how do I get there? I love it. I love it. Now, what about your organization? Tell us, tell us how it's been. I mean, you've been doing this for how long? <laughs> yeah, so about five years I've been working with uh, in the consulting world. Um, prior it. to that, I was full-time CFOing uh, in nonprofit organizations. So, um, Cool. Yeah, and so in that role uh, in the consulting world, it has really exploded. Uh, and again, in this fractional idea that more people are looking for extremely sophisticated help and, and right. not finding it in the staff that they currently have or they're not able to develop the staff they have. So they're totally looking out elsewhere to help them with that. Right. 
And to hire four or five six-figure employees doesn't always mesh well. It breaks right? the budget every time. <laughs> yeah. And so for, for a fraction of that cost, right. you can get a, a much bigger team um, that's it. devoted entirely to you um, on a limited time basis for sure. Okay. So in the five years you've been doing this, have you been able to see some growth internally? Like how far are you taking this whole fractional play? Yeah, so a great question there. We've seen a lot of growth in our organization. We've been around, the organization's been around going on 11 years. And awesome. during that time, we've seen explosive growth. Um, and not just in the nonprofit sector, which I head up, but also in life sciences and real estate and construction. Um, there's just the brewery business is big here in San Diego. Those are right. areas that we do a lot of work in um, where, again, these businesses are, are looking to scale and they're running into some kind of a roadblock. They're running in some kind of a bump and the ownership or the founders don't have the financial right. background or wherewithal to figure out how to, how to get through that. And so they come to a fractional person who's right. got tons of experience and years of, of history that has gone through that and they plug into them and boom, they're off and running. You know, it's fascinating because I, you know, I've, I've grown and launched several companies and I would have to say that CFO role is always the last. <laughs> and, and I, and I, I say that with, uh, with a little bit of, you know, shamefulness because I know how critically important it is. And I always wait too long to add that CFO role. Why do you think that is? I mean, a lot of people look at, I, I don't know. My own opinion is that I think a lot of us look at hiring this role as something that's an added expense that's not going to make me money. How would you say, Todd, that's so stupid. Do you realize how much money we're going to save you? I mean, I know you're thinking that, but how do you say that to someone like me who just likes to go, go, go? I want my marketing guy. I want my sales team. I want, you know, all my rev ops, but my CFO guy is always that last one. Well, I would say if the CFO is not saving his sal their salary in the first year, you're, you're doing something wrong and, and twice their salary in the second year. I love um, it. And I think what happens most often is founders and executives that start companies, you know, that's just bookkeeping. We've got somebody yeah. that, you know, makes the bank deposits. We're good to go there. We don't need right. anything more sophisticated. And guess what? Um, you know, once they... You know, if I have to ask you, when you did add the CFO, how much more value did that add to the organization? That's a good question. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's got an opinion there. <laughs> so, so how do you feel like when you talk to someone like me, who's just that idiot who says, you know what? I've got more important things to worry about than, than my financials. Uh, I got to, I got to add more dollars to the revenue line. I got to get my marketing in line. I got to get all this publicity out. What do you tell those founders and those CEOs who are really ignoring the fact that you can provide a huge value that helps them align themselves with a better goal in their growth and scaling journey? Right. And so, you know, if the, if the CFO is not saving their salary in year one, then you're doing something wrong and twice their salary in year two. I love and then it. I would go back and say, you know, on the revenue side, you got to add revenue. Well, talk to your CFO about the best way to do that. Um, and, Interesting. And as it goes to marketing as well. And so when organizations kind of get stuck 
um, they really need some kind of financial leverage on how to yeah. get out of that. You know, whether yeah. it's it's debt, it's raising capital, um, yeah. issuance of stock, whatever it might be, the CFO has the the whole picture, the entirety of what the organization is trying to do and can provide yeah. you the financial um, expertise to get through that. Right. You know, I talk a lot about um, about sales teams, marketing teams and product teams are generally out of alignment as a company starts to grow. They, they kind of all start together. They're a team. They are unified. They, they have this cool vision. They launch, they get into revenue mode and then all of a sudden they get turned into three separate organizations within a company. I look at a role like a CFO as that that unifier. He kind of comes in and says, hey guys, you know, we're, we're kind of wasting a lot of money here on these ads when really the big revenue drivers are these couple of things here. How do people miss that? And, and what do you do to help solve that kind of visibility problem, I guess you could say, for founders and executive teams who just aren't looking at the numbers right? So the benefit you have with a seasoned CFO is you've got them looking one eye at the past and historical trends and predicting the future based off of that. And then one eye to the future, looking for opportunities and anticipating what might be coming in order to best position the company and the organization to be successful through that. Like, you know, right. are we in a recession right now? I don't know. Um, some would say yes, some would say no, but we all know that inflation is taking its toll. So how do we best take the yeah. company and work through that with, with, with financial expertise so that we are sustainable and we survive uh, and flourish. So, you know, to, to be that unifier with the sales teams, especially, um, yeah. there needs to be great communication between the Office of Finance and Accounting and the sales teams because, you know, in the end, the finance accounting is a support organization. They're supporting right. the rest of the team, but they all have to collaborate and work together. To make sure totally. that the goals of the organization are being met and there's no better way to, to showcase that with uh, than with sales um, I once had a, a good buddy of mine who uh, led sales in an organization he called the accounting department the sales prevention department like, oh, okay we got we got we got to fix that right um, and so those unfortunate um, stories exist because of a lack of understanding and cooperation. <laughs> and a lack totally. of seeing each other's perspectives. And so, totally. you know, today's CFO really sees how to get through that. I love it. I love it. That, that, that's fun. So as you help these organizations kind of, I, I would imagine a lot of times when you get called in to help with a group, um, they are kind of hitting those those challenges where they're hitting revenue plateaus or their, their spend is just accelerating faster than their revenue and, you know, what would you say are some of the most common issues that you see when you jump in and you look at their books and you see what's happening with their finances? Yeah, so obviously there's the operational side of what the organization's doing and where they could run into challenges. Maybe it's supply chain management, maybe um, sales teams aren't functioning at, at peak performance. You know, there's right. the operational side. Then there's the the, the historical, the reporting side, the metrics, the use of KPIs, there's that whole analytical side that you can use to project what's going to be happening right. and at least have a, a, a glimpse into the future. And so one of the things this, this, the CFO can do is help to clarify 
what what's coming down the road. Uh, and yeah. then, you know, with, with the cooperation of the ownership of the organization, best prepare that organization for success. Um, so many times we, we see situations uh, where there's a lot of growth and somebody maybe decided, well, the last person we need to hire is a CFO. Um, right. And in that situation, then what you have is some very archaic or outdated financial reporting. And yeah. so... You're going to okay, we're going to hire the CFO tomorrow. Okay, he comes in, he looks at the stuff, and he's got to go to the bank and try to get a loan or he's going out to investors to try to raise capital and he's got these financial this financial information that looks really rinky-dink. Right. And so, right. you know, that's a problem. Financial reporting yeah. is going to get you to the next level. Good financial reporting, timely, accurate financial reporting. And so that's the big thing that we see that we always come in and can fix and make better. I love it. The financial reporting, yeah. I love it. Now, it is such a big deal. And I, I would say that the majority of, of executive teams, they really don't even know how to read the reports that they're looking at most of the time. Yeah. I mean, they P&L, were sleep, they were, P&Ls yeah. and balance sheets, unless you've been really trained by a CFO or a CPA to come in and say, hey, you know, here's what these are telling me. And here's what I'm looking at when I look at your books. I think those are critical conversations every founder and, and every executive team needs to have. Right. And it, it's more than just the numbers, right? It's the story behind the numbers. What what are right. these numbers telling me? And if the financial reports aren't set up in a way to tell that story to the non-financial manager or the non-financial person, um, right. then that's a problem. And so, you know, the job of the CFO is to make sure that communication not only in you know verbal or written, but also in reports format is done to the point where it makes sense. And those that are running the company, the different service lines can say, aha, I got it, right. I'll make that work. So, so tell me just real quick, is help me differentiate between, you know, if I'm growing my business, most of the people watching this show are people who are trying to figure out what their next steps are in their growth journey. And, and if I'm sitting there looking at my business and I've got a pretty good bookkeeper and I've got someone who has helped me file taxes the past few years or what have you, what, what is the big thing that I'm missing in not having that CFO player? And, and what do you recommend to those who are just kind of putting it off? Yeah, so you've got the historical stuff covered. You've got your, your tax returns are being filed. You've got your your you know, reports are being done from compliance standpoints to whatever. You got the history um, stuff taken care of. Right. But without a CFO, you're not gonna be making history. You're just gonna be right. continuously recording history. And so that's the missing piece. If you wanna make history, if you wanna use the expertise of a financial professional to help strategize and get to the next level, um, yeah. giving, given what the organization's about, then you really, you need a CFO. Love it. I love it. Honestly, it's it's like I said, I think most people that that I associate with who are founders, um, this is a piece that until they see what the CFO does for them, they don't understand the value of it. And so for those of you watching, I hope you understand that this is a key role. That there is a reason why almost every organization has someone in the C level who is a financial master, a guru, so to speak, who can look and see what's happening with your books. Rick, what's something that you and your firm do differently than say the typical CFO out there? 
Right. So, yeah, I once had a, a CEO that I worked for tell his whole executive team shortly after I arrived as their CFO that the closest relationship between him and any one of the individuals would be the CFO. And so that bond of, of communication, of sharing information yeah. is second to none between the CEO and the CFO. Um, and so you need to make sure that you are the type of person as a CFO that can communicate change, that can communicate anticipation, that can communicate to non-financial people. You can't walk in right. and start, you know, throwing out a bunch of acronyms, you know, and right. abbreviations for things and expect people to, to, to know what you're talking about. Right. That's not the right. way it works. And so you've got to understand from their perspective what they're looking for and deliver. I love it. I love it. Well, this is super, super important. Is there is there someone, you know, as you've been growing over the past five, six years in this organization, as you look as you look kind of in the landscape of, of this fractional world that we're now entering into, you know, is there someone that you look at that you just think, okay, this, as I've been, ch you know, challenging myself to grow and scale and my company to grow and scale, this person kind of has been, a, had, a, had a big impact on our ability to grow. Is there someone you'd like to give a shout out to today? Well, thanks, Todd. You know, um, everybody has should have mentors. That, that, you know, last month was National Mentoring Month, and everybody needs a mentor. And yeah. I always want to think of uh, our founding uh, partner and member, uh, Mike Ford, at PBO Advisory Group, as a great mentor. Um, awesome. Very even keeled, very professional, very polished. Uh, he's just been a great inspiration. I love it. I love it, Mike. Thanks for thanks for helping Rick out with the with the mentorship and and truthfully, I have a feeling that you, Rick, are a mentor to all of your clients, and uh, and so thank you for doing what you do to help these businesses in their growth journeys. I love it. How do people get a hold of you? How do people follow you? Are you most present on uh, LinkedIn or where, where do you kind of live on your on your social media journey? Yeah, thanks. Um... Happy to connect with anybody on LinkedIn at Rick Dahlside. Uh, so out of the 350 plus million users on LinkedIn, I'm the only Rick Dahlside who will be easy <laughs> to find, I promise. There's That's probably awesome. a few Todd Westras out there, but I guarantee there's only one Rick Dahlside. I love it. Uh, yeah, so connect with me there. That'd be great. Perfect. Well, we're going to leave his info in the show notes and also uh, links to all of his stuff, all of his channels that he's active on. And, uh, and his company. So we are so grateful, Rick, to have you on the show today. I know that for me personally, it's always therapeutic to talk to a CFO because, doggone it, I, I just, I don't know why I do it. It's always my last, my last hire, my last group that I bring into my picture. So thank you for all you do to help these other businesses. And I hope most people listening do a better job than me of prioritizing their financial workspace. My pleasure, Todd. Thanks for having me. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Rick was an amazing guest and he's already got me thinking. Got me thinking about, about my neglect, my, uh, my, my inability to focus on, on these important aspects of my business. I hope it's helped you. I hope that you are recommitting yourself right now to better financials, to better tracking of your expenses per product, per sales vertical per whatever you need to know so that you can track your financial journey a little bit better. This is important, you guys. 
If you really want to know what it takes to scale, it takes a balanced approach of raising money through revenue and through other routes, but, but generating revenue, building streams of revenue in product development, uh, building streams of revenue in terms of your general marketing and lead onboarding, and that customer success journey. Once you've onboarded a client, what next and how do you get more money and provide more value out of your existing client base? CPAs and CFOs are amazing at this. Dive into that world, figure out who's gonna help you the most, and we look forward to communicating with you about this at another time. Thank you so much for being here on the What It Takes to Scale podcast. I hope that you learned something that is gonna get you into that next stage of growth.